0: This has been happening throughout like the whole time in the world that there has been designers. Tools have been advancing and designers have had to adapt their skills to not only take advantage of those new tools, but not be overtaken by them.
1: Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Femke. My name's
0: Charlie and it always excites me, Fem, when you put a little different intonation spin (laughs) on our intro. Gotta keep things fresh. Keeping it fresh. Yeah. Today's episode is gonna be about future-proofing. Future-proofing your skills so that you can remain relevant and remain useful as a designer and have a long-lasting career. This topic comes to us by way of, I think it was actually one of your viewers, Fem, Mm -hmm. um, who emailed, but we decided it would make for a good podcast episode. So I'm just going to anonymously read out a little bit of their request. Uh, They said that they're curious to hear our thoughts on the future of product design and what designers should do or think about in order to future-proof as best they can their skills. They're a junior slash intermediate product designer in Toronto reflecting on what the future could hold. Mm. Very smart to think about that. Um, There's so much to learn, I'm not sure where to start, especially with the rise of things like AI, machine learning, Um, and could you discuss it and share some advice? So let's do that. We thought we'd talk about this today. Obviously, Femme and I are not experts in this matter. (laughs) We have not analyzed the future of the design industry, but I think we can share a little bit about what we do to stay on top of new things um, and how we're future-proofing our careers. First though, Femme, how have you been? How's life?
1: I am in need of some hobby ideas. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> I I found that I am working too much. I'm struggling to switch off work and I need something to do in the evenings from home, obviously, uh, from my couch. Ideally, something that I can like start and stop and pick up and, and continue. That's where I'm at at the moment. I think I realized that like I just need some more activities to do. I'm getting a little bit bored and I just find myself always going back to my computer and like working more, whether it's working on like actual work or side projects to me, it's all considered work. I just need something to do away from the screen. So that's kind of the level of, I suppose, quarantine that I'm at. at. (laughs) I've tried everything and I, yeah, nothing's really sticking. So uh, taking open, um, yes, ideas and requests for hobbies. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Have you thought about picking up hand lettering again? That used to be something we would do together while sitting in front of movies and it was really fun.
1: Oh my gosh, I have not. But somebody did did suggest that to me. So you're not the first person to suggest it. Um, I feel like doing something like drawing related on my iPad could be nice.
0: What about coloring books? Have you tried those? I, I got a few like coloring templates for Procreate on my iPad and it, I have found it really nice just to like color in uh, yeah. using Procreate. That's a good suggestion,
1: actually. Something like that might be nice. Um, I guess if anybody has any coloring templates that they would like to share with me, please do. Uh, I'd be open to trying it. Nice.
0: Or you could, like, go old school and buy an actual coloring book and some felt tip pens. <laughs> wow. I did not think of that. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> uh, how about you?
1: How's your level of boredom and, and hobbies and general work-life balance?
0: I am feeling... So much better this week than i was the last time we talked mark and i went away to his parents place for the weekend i took a couple of days off work uh, and i just had a complete break where i didn't really do much side project stuff i read three novels in three days it was a lot of like lazing around reading books and it's what i needed i think because i've i just feel so much more energy for my work this week Mm -hmm. yeah and i I think anyone who listened to the last episode would know I just wasn't feeling like myself. And so I'm feeling like myself again because of that break. So if anyone else out there is struggling with that too, like you gotta do something to break up the routine, even if it is taking a day off work to do not much. I think I've seen a lot of people talking about how they don't wanna use their vacation time because they can't travel um, anywhere. There's no to vacation. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? We're not gonna be able to for a while. So you might as well use it and stay at home and recharge. Yeah that's the attitude I'm trying to take towards it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that attitude. We have the, the
1: same at at our work as like leadership is constantly trying to encourage people to take time off and nobody wants to, cause nobody wants to like, quote unquote, waste it on just staying at home. Uh, but I think t- I totally agree. It's, it's equally as important and can be just as recharging
0: and refreshing than like traveling somewhere. So I encourage it. Yeah, it's just like getting used to a new new way of living without having a trip coming yep. every month or so, you know. But yeah, all in all, doing good, not feeling super bored anymore. And, and I'm sure that, that I'll be on the downswing of the roller coaster in a couple episodes <laughs> time. And you can remind me of all these things that I've said. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. I look forward to it. <laughs> Shall we get into today's topic? I think this is a really smart question to ask, honestly, to think about the future of your career and what you should be doing. Is this something that you think about a lot, Femme, or at all, I guess? I wouldn't say I think about it a lot,
1: but I see the conversation happening a lot. And I see people asking this question a lot. <laughs> uh, mostly, I guess, like junior or early stage designers that are trying to prepare themselves for their future career, I suppose. So I definitely see this conversation happening. I'm not necessarily thinking about it all the time or like, Actively now trying to future-proof my career, but you know sometimes I do wonder. I might see something on on Twitter or like hear of some new thing that's happening, and I'm like, oh okay, okay, like it's getting closer, like it's changing. And uh, sometimes I find myself asking myself, like, oh, is this something that I should invest some time in, or is this just a fad? Or like, yeah, what what should I be doing to kind of like? take this more seriously, I suppose. Should I be taking it more seriously? That's also a question.
0: Yeah, I think that's a kind of similar to how I go about it too. And I definitely did used to think about this a lot more in the earlier stages of my career. That's how I ended up where I am. You know, I, I started my career out doing print graphic design and wanted to make this shift because I was like, okay, I'm seeing that web design is where the money's at, where the jobs are, that's probably where the most developments and things are going to happen. So it'll hold my interest more as well than, than print design. So I made that switch quite a few quite a few years ago. Now I haven't seen anything lately to make me think that my like job that I do will like not be available in the future or that I mm-hmm, need to make mm-hmm. another another big change like that. But I suppose I have kept on top of of small changes, mostly in terms of yeah how other people uh, are doing this this kind of work. Yeah, where it seems to be that. The focus these days is on the web, barely much, you know, other sort of uh, print design in, in in being a marketing designer, and people are thinking more about personalization and testing because as the tools have gotten easier and as it becomes faster for us to bring something to life. That gives us more bandwidth, right? To delve into these other things, and so I've just been trying to keep an eye, I guess, on on what other people are doing there and trying things out. Where, like you, when I see it, it becomes something that either interests me or is something that seems like this is going to become industry standard. Now, then I want to dive in and check it out. Are you worried?
1: Like I think that that's the big question. Like I feel like a lot of people are like, should I be worried? Like is the future of design like gonna be taken away from us and like go to the computers? Like, is that something that you actively think and worry about if you think about, I don't know, 10, 20 years from now, is that something that worries you? And are you like kind of thinking about how to future-proof your career or are you kind of just rolling with the punches and like seeing,
0: adapting as time goes on? I think that if I was the type of designer who just focused on pixels and output and like, you know, having an idea, making the, making the thing, like, you know, taking direction from someone else, doing what they say, making exactly what they said. I would be worried if I was in that position. Cause I think that computers getting smart about, you know, there's all these logo generation tools and things like that for, for making the ideas in your head come to life very easily. And that's meant that a lot of production design work has sort of gone like it's, it's not as common anymore. People aren't needed for huge, big production things because the tools are so easy for anyone really to use to, to do that. Where I have been focusing my skill development and my career and why I'm not worried about this is because I am mostly focused on like creative thinking and problem solving. And I think that's something that I do not foresee the AIs taking over anytime soon. Of course, they're gonna get better at it. There's gonna be an element of it, but I don't think... There's a replacement at this stage for the human element in thinking about users, in solving problems, in creating things that, you know, are going to lead to the business results. Maybe the computers can come in and help you bring those ideas to life, but you have the ideas to start with. I say. Yeah. Focusing on that, focusing on strategy more in my career, focusing on leadership and that sort of thing um, is why I'm not worried about it. But like I said, if I was a production artist or something, I might be.
1: Yeah, I think this is like, I think this is where sort of like the soft skills can become quite an asset to to a person in their career. Uh, like the hard skills, like, you know, knowing how to use Figma, for example, like that could be replaced, I suppose. But having those, like you said, creative thinking kind of, or like those complementary skills around that um, is where I think there's a lot of human value or human potential. And yeah, you know, I was thinking about tools like Squarespace and Canva, you know, like anybody can go in and basically create a website or create some graphics, like you said, those logo generator tools. And I do see those becoming More popular I I do see that becoming more of a commodity it makes it more accessible for people you don't necessarily need to then go and like hire a private designer to like go and create those things for you and I think that's good I, I think that that makes design more accessible for people I guess where I see there still being like design skill required by a person is like I guess I think that there's still those opportunities like maybe it's like for a huge client or like something where the computer doesn't necessarily like have that creativity to know exactly what you want. So I still think that there's always gonna be like this balance between, yeah, we're gonna have those like tools that are like accessible for everyone. But then I think there's still gonna be a section or like a segment where like actual human design will still be required.
0: Yeah, you still need someone to be making the decisions and having the taste, right? Like, right. pre- presented with a hundred templates, a lot of people don't really know what to pick in order to best represent the information they need to represent. People still struggle with that when it comes to templates. That's something that we're like, you know, working through trying to help people with that convert it with our landing page templates, that we have all these beautifully designed templates that people are still like, I don't know which one to choose. <laughs> and that's always going to be a skill, right, to mm-hmm. problem solve, which layout works best for this information, even if you're not the one creating the layout from scratch. But this has been happening throughout like the whole time in the world that there has been designers. Tools have been advancing, and designers have had to adapt right. to like their skills to not only take advantage of those new tools, but not be overtaken by them, I suppose. Like, think about the fact that, I don't know how many years ago, many, many years ago, typesetting didn't used to be open in design write some text, use some sort of auto styling or whatever. You used to one by one place each letter into the you know, the type thing and and press it in the printing press. And clearly That's not really a job anymore that's very common. It's still like, it's like a nostalgia thing that some people still still do that. But that's not what a designer does these days. We have way more time because that process is faster. So we can upskill and we can do other things and we can progress our career. Uh, So I really like it because of that. I think the more that the tools get out of the way and the easier it is to take what is in our head and bring it to life, the better. And it kind of opens up design to more people as well.
1: Yeah, I also have been thinking a little bit about innovation and like when it comes to trends in design like when I think about AI or like a computer doing this I feel like they're just gonna do the most like logical thing which leaves like no space for creativity and innovation and like trying it a different way like there's some risk involved in that right like oh I'm gonna try it a different way and like it might work it might not work and like this is kind of how trends and things come about and so I do question and like maybe I'm completely wrong I'm willing to be challenged but I do question like without that human like creativity pushing the boundaries trying something different trying something new we don't have that 100% certainty it will work like how is AI going to do that and how like if we put all trust in in the computers so to speak like do we then lose innovation like there I feel like from what I know they're always going to choose the most, most logical answer which isn't necessarily the most creative
0: yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's where someone like this person who wrote into us looking to future-proof their career, if they can really lean into the creativity in product design, and web design, whatever it is that, that you're doing, I think that that's where you're gonna win out. If you can show that you can come up with unique ideas and things that you wanna try mm-hmm. based on reasons, like you've done the research behind it, you've, you know, uh, did a user test or whatever, and you think that this is the way to go, and you're presenting a new idea that isn't, the same as every other product or website. Uh, that's where you're going to win because then you know, in however many time it many years time it is that the computers are mostly doing the design for us, <laughs> you're going to be one of the people teaching the computers, you know, and coming up with the new things that then the computers going to learn in order to do like that trend. I think that's a really good point. That's true.
1: Someone has to teach the computer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. I suppose the way that I'm seeing it is that. I'm not necessarily worried about computer taking my job but I think I do acknowledge that like I might have to work very closely like with computer in the future they might be my new colleague you know what I mean like Hmm. so I guess I'm more seeing it as an opportunity of like how can I work with these tools how can I bring these tools into my process like how what is the opportunity there to like work together um, with these like new and exciting innovations coming from machine learning and AI and I don't know yet, like I haven't been actively learning any of them to be honest, like I haven't taken that much of an active role in trying to do that but I think that would probably be where I would start if like this was something that I wanted to actively start looking into and considering as part of my career is just seeing how like what the existing tools and and things are that are out
0: there and how I could maybe bring them into my existing process. You know what, this is making me think that This is one of the reasons why I miss the fact that conferences aren't really happening much at the moment. I think there are online ones or whatever, but um, it's one of my favorite things to do at a conference is to go to a talk uh, that's on the topic of something I know nothing about. (laughs) And I usually try and make it be something that seems like, oh, this is really like futuristic or, you know, cutting edge, new information or whatever. And I'm going to go along and I might not understand all of it, but I'm going to learn a lot about you know, what could be coming for me in a few years' time once this reaches the mainstream. I, I can remember one, one conference I went to, I think it was an Adobe Max, I went to a talk on designing voice UI. Oh, interesting. Like, how do you design something that's not visual, you know? And that was really interesting to think about. And so I would really encourage that as, as a designer at any level, really, to be looking at what what's coming out, what, what are people talking about who are kind of at this cutting edge of technology and trying new things, and um, yeah. See, see what you should pay attention to. Fem, I'd love to sort of like go into the ne- the next half of this episode, be talking about what you see as, like the changes you see coming to product design. What are some, like not necessarily AI machine learning or the, that sort of big futuristic stuff, but what are some ways that you th- see your role changing over the next few years? Man, yeah, I don't know.
1: I I feel like in a way, actually, maybe I'm overthinking this, but like the idea of like component libraries is kind of like already a step one. Like the fact that I don't even really need to design the visual elements that I'm using in my design, like granted right now they are designed by a person, but I think that might be a place where like it's not designed by a person anymore. Maybe a computer just like creates all of these component like standard components, uh, that, you know, might be branded to the the company or whatever that you're working at and then i just put those together like a jigsaw puzzle i could see that being a potential area i also feel like ux writing potentially i'm sure the ux writers listen to this are going to be like no Um, (laughs) which i totally understand but um yeah i guess that could be another area where i could totally potentially see like the computer writing it for me it could probably do a better job than i could personally to be honest yeah, those are like two areas, I guess, that come to my mind immediately. I I think I have seen some like crazy videos where like a computer just like spits out an app, which I believe uh, how good that app is, I, I don't know. And the effort required like to get it to do that, I don't know if it's worth it today. Maybe that will change in the future. But yeah, I feel like it's going to start with like the commodity side of product design where it's just like front-facing consumer apps um like here's a login screen kind of thing here's a reset your password like those general kind of consumer facing flows that are pretty common in product design but when it comes to like actually creating like new flows or complex um yeah, complex user stories, I suppose. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I have questions. I'm not sure, like, when and how that will eventually come to life from a machine.
0: So you see most of the changes to the product design role being, like, automation and, like, tools progressing, I suppose. I suppose.
1: Yeah, and I guess I also see it as, like, okay, machine creates, like, the foundation, and then I'm going to, like, tweak on top of it. So it's kind of, like, speeding up the workflow.
0: Yeah, which I mean, that, that already happens with stuff like Figma and right. component libraries, you know, <laughs> it's you don't have to open up a file and copy and paste anymore or, you know, recreate it from scratch. Like part of that has already happened. So that makes sense to me that that would be the next step is that, that just essentially progressing. What about for
1: you with marketing design?
0: I think I could see marketing designers, you know, in the next few years doing Zero print work ever. Mm. Just at, with that, not not being about computers or anything like that. Just being that print becomes unnecessary. Uh, the more the more we go on. Already, it's very rare for some a marketing designer in a tech company to need to do print work. But I just see that, yeah, like diminishing less and less and less.
1: Like you think that the computer will do the print work, or like companies are just not needing it anymore.
0: Yeah, the, the latter. I'm, I'm not talking about AI or anything like that. I just mean that the need for print work just won't really be a part of our jobs. I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that with tools making, designing things faster and, you know, putting graphics together faster, I see it being essential for a marketing designer to come in with more of that strategy side of things earlier in their career where like perhaps in my career, it's sort of come in in the latter third, maybe, um, that I started really heavily being involved with that sort of stuff. I think we'll see that become something that, you know, is is involved in the job earlier and earlier, where the designer is expected to be thinking, um, thinking wider, putting time into the full journey or whatever uh, earlier in their career, because like it's just so much faster to bring the ideas to life that it frees them up to upskill on those sorts of things faster. That's what I think. Yeah,
1: I feel like there's a bit of a common theme here that we're both talking about, which is like the ex- the actual pixel pushing of design like might not be the bulk of the job anymore. Like it might be more about the strategic thinking, creative problem solving, the more higher level like work that needs to be done to then influence the actual design and the output. I mean, if I think about like, what i learned at university and what i see people learning today at things like boot camps it is all a lot focused on that output and i do think that there is opportunity for people to think and learn more about that like pre-output phase of a project where it's really about like what's the problem we're solving like the creative thinking the strategy that i think is something that humans hold that is unique i suppose
0: definitely i think so too so how can we sum up then our advice for, for this person who wrote in and is worried about future-proofing their career? I think I would say, first off, try not to worry too much. Like, here's the thing also that I, I can't remember if we've talked about this in a previous episode. Design is becoming more and more accessible. So there is a lot more designers these days. However, because so many designers focus on just the, the visuals, like the final output, this is what something looks like, they're not as desirable to companies as someone who can demonstrate the full like user research and thinking behind a design and and get that right. That's a hard thing to fake. I've seen people try and fake it many times in portfolios. <laughs> it doesn't work out very well for anyone involved. And I think that if you're a designer who puts a lot of effort and focusing on, on that side of things as well as having like great visual design shops, then you're in an amazing place. And I don't think you're gonna have to worry too much.
1: Yeah. I think I would agree with that. I guess one extra thing you could be doing is just staying on top of what is happening in this space. I I don't think you necessarily need to go out and like immediately learn all these new tools and and understand how machine learning works, but just be aware of it and, and know that that's something that's happening and have interest in how that might influence your work. Uh, I think that's, that's something I want to do more of as well, of just like having that awareness and just sort of staying up to date with, with things that are happening and changing in this industry.
0: Yeah, and that's always good to keep an eye on because you don't want to be left behind when something becomes right. like a standard part of everyone's process and you haven't bothered to learn it yet. I feel like I've made this mistake often in that I end up doing things way too manually when there is so many like hacks and shortcuts and ways around it that I just don't know. Like I only very recently got into you know, design systems and components and auto layout and that sort of (laughs) stuff. And I'm still, I'm still pretty new at it. You know, there's still a lot more I can push that to make sure that when I am on the tools, spending time bringing an idea to life, I'm not wasting time in doing things manually when I could be making use of a lot of this automation stuff. So yeah, um, I don't think that like like we said, just learning a tool isn't really seen as a desirable skill in design. Um, so don't put all of your eggs in that basket, but it is a good thing to be aware of and keep practicing um, so that you don't get left behind. Totally.
1: Well, thank you to the viewer slash listener for this uh, question. It's given me a few things to think about. uh, And it's always fun to talk about the future. If you have a topic request or a suggestion that you'd like us to talk about on this show, then you can always tweet us. We are at designlifefm. You can also go to our website, designlife.fm, and you can send us an email there with your current struggles or
0: challenges or something that you'd like to hear about on the show. Yes, we always want to hear from you. We always want to hear what topic you would like us to discuss. If you feel like it, if you're feeling brave, you could even like record a voice note and send it in. Then we can play your message on the show. That would be really fun. We haven't really done that much before, but (laughs) I would love to start. So yeah, let us know what you'd like us to talk about next. And thanks for listening to this episode. All right, catch you next time, Charlie. See you later, fam. Bye. Bye. Bye.